0: All of that though you have to unlearn like parenting things that your parents would do to you before you know na parang, yung pala shady, you know like, you yeah, know and I had to like unlearn all of that and I'm super enjoying that process of like rediscovering myself through unschooling and I'm able to like share that with my kids so-
1: welcome to the ambitious tribe podcast with your chief encourager, Cassie Pajarillo. It's time to drive ambition and build a better business with a plan that's clear, transformative, progressive, and profitable. Now for your host, Cassie Pajarillo.
2: Everybody, welcome to another Ambitious Thrive Podcast. I am here w- with an amazing friend of mine who will be sharing her story as a mom as she also transitioned from living in the city to the suburbs. She will be also discussing her journey on how she was able to transition from corporate job to being a social media manager um, in all these digital, and also in the you know, I mean, adopting into the world of unschooling on such early age as well. And she's also a firm believer of everything that entails modern ways on handling parenting and a lot of more things. So I truly feel that this is going to be an amazing um, episode for those uh, women who also have children, who is also juggling their jobs, who is also juggling having so many things on their plate, and of course, having also a family as their priority. So ladies and gentlemen, I would love to introduce to you to Trix plus Sarah. Hey, Trix! Hey! Hi, guys. Hey! So I didn't want to really introduce you in depth because I feel that it's so much better if we talk about your life and how you actually transition in so many ways. You've gone through so many things in your life, like from being a chef to, you know, being in social media and all these things. But maybe can you tell us more or tell us who you are and what you do right now?
0: Okay, so right now I'm actually a digital marketing consultant. I also do, um, I'm also a digital marketing strategist for um, different brands. Uh, But as Cassie mentioned, I'm actually a chef by profession. So I'm I'm actually a college culinary graduate. I even taught culinary back where uh, Cassie and I graduated together and I guess the transition part from being a chef to being going to corporate and in digital really came I mean, as my life was a transition. So, for example, um, I was a chef for so long and then I met my husband working in a resort. So, we ended up, when we got married, it was so hard to find a common schedule, right, because we never have holidays together. and it was hard to find time to spend together. So I realized maybe it would be better for me to do a more corporate stint but still food related. And then there was this startup that came that needed someone with like a restaurant cloud, So I helped them set that up in the Philippines. And that really was my end to knowing everything digital. I felt like I got so excited about the digital side. Even though I was there to contribute the food side, I just got so intrigued with, like, the technology we've been using or that I haven't been using at that time. And everything that I know now really started there, just marketing and studying the stats and analytics. Like, I just enjoyed it so much. So, and then another life transition happened when we had kids. So when when we had our first daughter, after my maternity leave, I didn't want to go back to work. So, a part of me wanted to just stay home. So, I had to figure out how to work. Because, you know, like the maternity leave is three months. It's yeah. not enough.
3: Mm. So, I
0: felt like I didn't want to... Whatever work I had at the time, it wasn't worth leaving my kids for. That's how I felt. So, I really chose to stay home and... At first, it was super odd jobs. Like, I was writing and I was doing... I was doing social media management then, but it wasn't called yeah. that before, right? Because <laughs> that job didn't exist before. It was right. just, like, this small brand that she, he didn't have time to fix his Instagram, so he would ask me to do it. He would ask me to make content for him. So um, that's how it started, actually. And then I really tried to upscale. Like, I would learn from mentors who would do digital marketing, who who knew stuff that I didn't and uh, I would get, I would really go to um, classes and get certified so that I can become a legitimate digital marketing strategist. And there, so it started there and then that's what I'm doing now. Um, I'm continuously still learning, yeah. So yeah, that's my story basically.
2: Yeah, but um, you know how it is in Asia when you graduated a certain, you know, a certain bachelor Big degree, in, and, yeah, yeah, and it suddenly you change jobs and stuff. I feel that there's a lot of people who will be, you know, asking this question. When you transition through changing into an, a new industry, was it hard? What were the obstacles that you you basically went through, and how did you actually combat them?
0: Uh, I guess it was a as difficult for me personally because I always feel like for the culinary side of me I always felt it wasn't like a really long-term career I mean to be able to stay in that industry for 10 to 12 years for me it was like a big feat on my part I wasn't expecting to stay that long Uh, it was always like a creative outlet for me but then I knew there were things in me that I still wanted to do or like I, I feel like I had skills that I could still offer other industries but I at that time I didn't know what but you know our, our, I feel like our training in culinary because remember in school it wasn't just culinary right? it was hospitality management yeah, there's so so they many. Really, I, yeah they really trained us for customer service for handling like how to talk to people you know and I, I feel privileged honestly to to have gone through that journey because I feel like I'm still using it today the way I'm able to easily adapt or easily like learn from mentors and then use that to my benefit at work. So, it was, it wasn't hard for me, Um, for me the, the journey was fun to do, to be like, even if it meant starting again, I, I actually enjoyed doing that because I, I don't know, I, I love learning so I. I really enjoy the process.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, we are in the generation also where lifelong learners are being encouraged. And yeah. having to change, you know, your your industry isn't really much of a big deal anymore. I think that we are really, really privileged having to go through that such transition from the no internet to the radio wow. days, to the MTV days, to, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. And then the internet and the mobile phone. I mean, oh my gosh, our generation is amazing. Like we've gone it through so much, true. right? But when you went through digital, um, you know, now that the landscape is just so huge, like so, so many positions being open, There's just yeah. so much needs to being open. Uh, We are now in this economy of being, you know, hyper-focused skilled workers or Mm hyper-focused, how do you call this, niche market. Mm -hmm. When you went through, now that, you know, of course, having to look for jobs and all these things, um, was it hard to actually look for jobs? Because actually right now in this pandemic, and it's 2021, there's a pandemic. And even if a lot of people are saying that there's so many opportunities, there's still also it's also tough, right? It's also tough. But yeah. what do you think are the strategies that, you know, that made you stick into this world of being a social media manager?
0: Okay, so where do I start? Um, <laughs> so ask your question about is it hard to find the jobs? Yeah. So at the beginning was hard to, it's not hard to find a job, but it's hard to find a job that will pay you well right, or that okay. would allow for my life while I'm taking care of my kids So I right. like I'm looking back now and like I mentioned earlier, I had such odd, like I started with odd jobs so like, at yeah. first it's a small startup that he just didn't have time for his Instagram so he got me and then I also experienced like a job where I was just doing admin work you know, like it's like I would just mm-hmm. do anything digital just so I could stay at home. So that was my main objective before. Um and then, you know, my husband was working then so there was no like financial burden on my part, honestly, yeah. like. Um so but still like I had to earn something, right? So it was really tough to get the dream job digitally. But I feel like I did the jobs anyway because looking back now like i do copywriting yeah. i can do admin work you know like i can just be thrown anywhere now and be able to adapt to that job because um know i'm i feel like i made the most of those jobs right but then in 2020 so just when my sort of my career was becoming more established the pandemic happened right so all of a sudden i lost majority of my clients the ones like especially the ones that are in the tourism industry I was handling restaurants and resorts and everybody had to close right so obviously I had to be the first freelancers had to be the first to go Mm
3: -hmm. so
0: I lost so many clients but I also met new clients last Mm -hmm. year that were ready to boost their digital presence so Mm There, there are jobs available, but you either have to, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying, you either have to be willing to work your way up, right?
3: Mm-hmm. To
0: get to a point where you're just being referred now. Because that's what happened to me. At first, it was like I'm scraping at the bottom of the barrel, like trying to look for clients. But the more you do it, it's like you're not even searching anymore. You're being referred to others because of the work we've done, right? And the industry is so small, right? So when they say digital marketing, it's like, oh, I know someone and maybe you can help them. Yeah, so there. I also, uh, I also I'm also, i thankful for my network.
2: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so that helps. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, you know, I mean, at start, I mean, from what I'm I'm getting from you, when you start your your venture as a freelancer into becoming your own boss, of course, it's really a matter of trying out which one is the right fit for you. Right. Yeah. And you just tinker on your curiosity and of course you have to deliver excellently, right? And mm-hmm. then did you also niche down eventually?
0: now not really no actually i'm expanding now. So i'm actually doing like more stuff that i wasn't doing before before i was just doing digital social media but now i'm branching out to like influencer marketing and other platforms also so I, yeah i feel like this Job, if anything, you just need to be able to adapt, or you really get left behind, right? That's the, that's the landscape of digital, right? You have that's to keep thing.
3: learning,
0: and you have to just be open all the time to the people you work with. And what can you learn from this person? So, that's always my attitude, um, working with other people and working with clients, especially.
2: Yeah, I totally agree that you know everything is correlational. Is that the term? Yeah, yeah. it's correlation. It's compounding. Like if you learn copywriting right now, sure, it will you know take effect on Facebook ads because if you know how it works and understanding the landscape is truly important. And I get you. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, but of course, you know there's one way or another. There is one common denominator eventually, and it's all marketing. All yeah. <laughs> it's all about conversion so whatever that that's may be, it. right but right.
0: I guess I guess my expertise talaga now I would say it's not really a niche marketing but it's more of a strategy is really what I do okay so Strategist. I feel like I can yeah I'm capable of like looking things looking at things from a bird's eye perspective and then I know the end result by just looking at the different factors so that's how I'm able to help brands. That that's really why they get the idea.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about conversions. I know. I mean, I feel like, you know, I mean I feel like a lot of people are, okay, there's a one more thing that I want to ask you. Um, Having three children right now, you have three children, you move to a different city, maybe let's tackle that. So we've 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 gone through, okay, you transition into social media, to digital marketing, influencer marketing. Okay. That one is something that a nomad can do, like you can go and work even yes. in your van. I love it, right? But <laughs> <laughs> what made you, right, what made you have this decision to move into um to to this to another to, to, to the suburbs and what yeah. may just stick in there i mean i know the story but of course so those are listening yeah. maybe something that they would want to learn also that maybe they want to also transfer so maybe give them a little yeah. word of wisdom
0: yeah so and so again like a lot of her big decisions really um around life transitions right so like when i um more jobs and all of that Um, and even the moving here to the beach um, it was really a conscious decision because at that time we had two young kids and the city that was the height of you know when the traffic was really bad in Manila so I mean it's always bad right but it was really like peak peak bad in around 2016 right so so in around the time 2016-2017 we decided that just just the whole time that we're missing out on commuting and traveling, I just felt like it could be put to better use that time. So, there, we just we just decided to move away from the city. I and mean, so, like for me, example, like I've lived in the city my whole life. Um, but you know, there's always, like, Provinciana in my heart because that's my personality you know i feel like i'm i'm not built to keep up with city life you know and i i get so exhausted with like not, not just city life but like following the trends and you know? all that that's not my personality because i just i just want a quiet simple life you know so and then Brant, is from, my Brant, my husband is from palawan originally so you know he's like provincial for the only, so so he's really I feel like we really um, got along when we, were, we started talking about it, and then there yeah, we just we and then I, I remember during the time he was also wanting to move jobs, so he really looked for a job where we could move outside the city, and you know we we did it, we just did it, we just packed our bags and we decided we'll we'll go here, and we've been here since 2017 and. It's great. It's it's like um I feel like if you're tired of because you know sometimes when you go on vacation and you're always sad on the last day because you're about to go home. Yeah, right. I feel like you have the ability to change yeah. that feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? Like so for me now and even the kids, I see that when we go somewhere, they're always like. I wanna go home. Like sometimes when you go to Manila they're, they're so exhausted man. Like yeah. they're really like I can't wait to, so we've turned that feeling around. For us, Man it's always I wanna go back home. I wanna go so yeah, and I guess I just I just wanted to share that because I I hear a lot of people say they wanna the city you know. so it's not for everybody. I feel yeah. like there are people who will lose their minds here. <laughs> the, and not, yeah. the nothingness, right? So yeah. but I but I feel like if you are built for for this life, um, it's worth the try. I mean we, we haven't left since twenty seventeen. And yeah, I guess I just wanna encourage people, like there is a way <laughs> to just yeah. move I mean we had kids, you know, we have kids, right? And I'm sure for single people it would be easier to just move
2: yeah, I love, I, I love the way you said about having an empowered decision and a, cons- a conscious decision that yeah. you, you wait out like, okay, what are the things that's happening? What is so much better also for the children? Mm-hmm. What is so much better for our mental health? What is so much better? And besides yeah. the job that we have, or at least that you have that you're going through, it's it's a no man's world. Like you can just definitely yeah. just pack your bags and go. But it's really a matter of maybe like self-assessing yourself. Like, did you go through that entire self-assessment? That, okay, if this is going to happen, this is what I'm, I'm going to let go of. I mean, were there any yeah. thoughts of those? Yeah, like online yeah, shopping, a, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, that's a good question. So, when yeah. we first moved, like, we really lost a lot, right? So, internet, for one thing, yeah, internet wasn't a thing here in 2017. So, I had to, so first of all, signal okay. Yan yung pinaka basic <laughs> I only had the Globe line and they had no signal here, okay? So nobody talks about that, but apparently when you move to the province, the signal it goes away. So I had to I had to buy like a, I remember like I had to buy a prepaid SIM card, like a smart SIM card. And then I even remember like I had work to finish and I'm literally like looking for signals by the <laughs> door. I will never forget that my, I have my laptop by the door and I'm trying to look for Globe signals. So at the start, like, those were the things that we really had to sacrifice, right? So, just, you know, it was only 20, mga late 2019 when we had internet, like, fiber internet. So, imagine, <laughs> like, it's so new here and I had to work through, like, hotspotting for the last four years. So, and then there's brownouts here constantly and all that. So, definitely, yes, like, you really have to do the assessment. But I always see because the bigger picture. Yeah. So whatever I lose like
3: the internet or
0: whatever or like the takeouts, for me that's what I miss most about Manila. money, like, the <laughs> diversity of food. You know, I really yes. it. I feel like it's not man like um deal breakers compared to what this place can offer us in terms of just the quiet and just an open space for the kids. Because you know, Like, like that, that was our main objective is to have space for the children to run and to just be safe outside, um, mm. which, which especially now with the pandemic, it really served us so well. To so, to be like, to be here already during this crisis, right? Uh, it's not as strict here, we don't have as many cases, and then the children can go out, we can still go to the beach, you know. So, I feel like in the end, definitely the, the pros outweigh the cost. Plus, my husband is a chef, I'm a chef, so the food thing, we took care of that. I and mean,
2: can just <laughs> I was about to say, like, you're a chef, so if you miss it, just make Yeah,
0: it. <laughs> yeah so that's what's happening now. We just have to, like, make do with what we have it works for
2: us yeah and um those are amazing and um yeah i'm mean, a lot of people i've been hearing lately um and it's just march 2021 moving to Bar- barackay oh, you know yeah. they're now all starting to move to other cities um and yeah. uh, you know i think the cabin fever is real and yeah. um having to have a touch of nature will really, really help you a lot in terms of mm. the mental health as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, of course, the serene, the pristine beach and everything. I mean, yeah. yeah, there are pros and cons, but I totally agree with you. I think wherever that there is Internet, you're pretty okay. You're pretty yeah. much okay. <laughs> yeah, we're all so going to be pretty familiar. much okay. Right. So when your husband also lost his job as a chef, yeah. um, Wow, let's, let's talk about this. Um, you know, the tourism industry um, is just such a wreck. Um, I've yeah. spoken through um, a pilot um, in just a previous episode when we spoke about it, and she said that she had to go through, you know, now she's going back to the hospitality industry and all, and still optimistic about flying, even if it takes like two, three, four, five years, right? But with right. you, um, he basically just lost his job like in a, in a snap. So, how yeah. did you guys
3: go
0: through it? Well, what did you do? Um. Yeah. So, what happened was the resort actually closed, right? So that was in twenty twenty May, and then at first they weren't officially like uh, laid off <laughs> because you know nobody knew what was gonna happen. Right? Yeah. But then it came longer and longer the and the tourists were not allowed. So yeah he did he did lose his job um obviously it's hard for us but i feel like we handled it pretty well because it's just a matter of perspective i feel you know so we, we don't have depth first of all um and that helped us stay afloat right um, i still have a job my job is relevant at this time um no matter like even if I lose the clients, you know I I got more clients anyway. So um so we were okay. And then the good thing is he also started his own food business. So I I so officially he he lost that job already around June, July and he just chanced upon this recipe that he wanted that, you know, we felt like would work, which is the NFL, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, the NFL. yeah.
0: So he just started making it and people just started ordering <laughs> so
3: yeah that's what's happened
0: and that's what we're doing now and then he built his kitchen next door um, we have an empty lot there so we're, we're renting but we, we, somehow he was able to um, yeah. ask the landlord to build it and so we, we're also renting that kitchen and yeah, it's, and, then, and then again, now it's low again because it's locked down again. We can't go to Manila, so... But there's always a chance to pivot. Yeah, Yeah. Right. Um, Because true. right now, his main focus, I was, we were just talking about this, that even if we lose Manila clients, maybe our pivot should be to get clients here. So, the clients here, we would get by bulk, but very, like, um Staggering. far apart. It's not every day, yeah. Everyday, yeah. So now we want to look into like how to get them on an everyday basis. Um, But, you know, so again, when I say it's a matter of perspective, I feel like in the end, it was a good thing because the time that we spend with the kids, I mean, just like the time that brands give I mean, obviously, you have to talk to him about it, right? Like, I can't speak for him. But I yeah. feel like the time that he gained back, you, you know, when he was working, he would lose, like, eight hours of, of that time like, away from the kids. Um, but now, like, just to be able to spend a year, can you imagine, like, a year plus some with with kids. And then, you know, like, David just arrived. And our third kid just arrived in October. and for us to be able to spend this time and get to know, like, the timing couldn't, couldn't have been better. So, there, I mean, you know, everything has a positive side, I feel. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: Um, it's the, I think that, that the 2020 and 2021 is teaching us so much about resilience. Yeah. So much resilience and grit, like, to the oh, utmost no. level. And the yeah. way we also communicate, the way that we simplify things, and time is really of an essence, and it's so so important, yeah. right? And I, I couldn't even you know I couldn't even agree even more like well, when when you said about having time for children, having time for what matters, having time for of course with you as well as the wife yeah. and you as well having time for your, for everything else, right? So I wanted to go and dive into that um, now that we are all about time. I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about your um Ailey is your your daughter your first born. Yeah. She, she's six years old now. Six. Seven, six. Yeah. Oh my six. goodness, it was such a whew, mm-hmm. time, right? So he, she's six. Um, Aman is four, five, four. I, yeah. Oh my god. Aman is five. <laughs> five. So Aman is five, and we have Dave also who's three. David is three too, cool. right? So,
3: yeah.
2: oh my gosh. So let's go, let's get into that. And I think that this, this pandemic also, it's such a perfect timing to also go through unschooling. Yeah. And I know that you're an early yeah. adopter of unschooling in the world <clears throat> where in like a couple of years ago, people are still a little against it. Like people are debating about unschooling, the pros and cons. For like, sure. yeah. <laughs> It's just insane. And now everybody's like, Okay, guess what? Unschooling is here, yeah. you guys. So stop debating with me. So, <laughs> so can you walk me through no. that? <laughs> it's just yeah. so insane. What was the landscape then? Like when people were doubting yeah. about unschooling, and now that there's yeah. unschooling, now that's about it.
0: So okay, so anybody first is listening, let me just explain. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> So, for everybody. So, unschooling is basically my kids are not in school, okay? They've never been enrolled. I'm never going to enroll them in in a traditional school. It's also not homeschooling, okay? So, we learn by the day, by their interest, by just any activity for the day. That's the lesson. I I don't believe in, in subjects. I don't believe in grades. All of that. So, whatever notion you have about school or learning, like throw that away and then that's unschooling. Okay, that's that's unschooling in a nutshell. It's it, it's a controversial and um I feel uh not controversial but just people are uncomfortable. Okay, it it makes people uncomfortable because and I don't blame people because mm. we've been indoctrinated for years. Like so half of your life is spent in school, right? You're you're yeah. twenty by the time you graduate, so you're 19 or 20 but you the time you graduate and you've spent the most formative years of your life in school so i get it if you're a graduate you don't know anything else i'm the same okay so i, I come from a traditional background like i said i, I went to college at cassie all that so during that time so in 2017 part of the decision why we moved out of the city was because i really wanted to do unschooling. okay so for me it was When I read about it, I felt like it resonated so much with me. Like, I guess because just my experience in school was very negative in a way. You know, like, I have so much like childhood drama from from school that that was formed in school. So, I wanted something better for my kids. Um, Before I knew about unschooling, I really was going for homeschooling, okay? So I really just didn't want to send my kids to traditional school either way, right? So it was either homeschooling, and then when, you know, when I found out about unschooling, I'm like, yes, that's me, You know, I, I want to get out of this tradition of churning out, like, the same graduates or... Just telling kids that this is the only way to learn at this age, you're supposed to know this. Yeah. Or, right. yung mga milestones na, yeah. Like, I get milestones and I respect the doctors that put the milestones, but I feel like we shouldn't gauge intelligence based on those milestones. So, yun yung belief system ko when it comes to unschooling. And, yun, I, I wanted that. And, and at first, like, Branson and I were just like, you know, experimenting. We didn't know what it was, right? Or we didn't know what it wasn't. So, mm-hmm. we were just do- doing it day by day because the kids were like babies then. So, it- they really weren't going to be in school anyway. <clears throat> but when Ailee hit three, and then people now would start asking, that's, that's the usual question. Like, oh, she's so she's so good at speaking. Where does she go to school? Right? The, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we would be like, she's mm, not in school? Or like, at first we were hesitant to admit. So we would always say next year, na, next year, na, next year. But then, that's So this was another conscious decision. So Brandon and I really had to step down and talk about, are, you, are we really going to do this? Like, we're really not going to send our kids. But that also means we have to be super intentional parents. Um, yeah. Uh, we can't just be like sitting around watching TV all day on our phone. If, we, if if we want for them to learn, we have to be um their guide, right? We have to be their guide. We have to be able to take them on adventures so they'll learn all of that. So, and then he has to be able to like tell his parents also, like my in-laws about, about aunts na, na, you know, hey, your grandkids are not going to school. So, it had to be a like a common decision between the both of us so when we finally decided you I, I at first because you're you're scared you know like me like obviously you also come i also come from a traditional background so i still doubted myself at the beginning but when you see your children like learn there are there are light bulb moves it's like you you teach them things not in a structure, just like when you tell stories or when you show them how things are done, and then they show it back to you not on the same day, but like on another day, they surprise you that hey, mom, look like i hey, mama, like I know this, yeah. and, or they would say something to you that's like, What, that's so funny, like even like no school could teach you that, you know. Yeah. So, every day, my decision was being affirmed more and more that there's really no need for school or like I can't find a compelling reason especially now that they're older and with a pandemic, right? There's no compelling reason for me Nina to enroll them in school. Um, so there, so I I enjoy it because I, it, I also question myself constantly with unschooling, right? So I feel like it made me rethink my whole just like outlook on everything I yeah so that's why i love it so much and i can just like talk about this forever because yeah, yeah like like yeah. yeah like you were saying but like people were so against it before or i guess people just didn't understand what it was but i'm happy to speak about it like i've spoken about this so like in so many interviews and like i talk about it all the time on my account on social media because i i feel so close to it I, I really feel like it reshaped my just my whole view on things i i've had to unlearn so that's that's what unschooling is right you have to unlearn so many things that you already know about learning about school about the way children are all of that though the, you have to unlearn like parenting things that your parents would do to you before, you know, par- like it's shady, you know, yeah, and I had to like unlearn all of that. And I'm super enjoying that process of like rediscovering myself through unschooling. And I'm able to like share that with my kids. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. I think the key word that you just said here is intentional parenting. so 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 important I wanted to highlight on that because of course you know if we're looking into maybe different perspective there are children who are not being able to go to school and they're being down on right like okay they're not being able to go to school they don't know how to read they should be you know sent to school and stuff like that and then here we are you know there are also parents like no we're intentionally you know not bringing them to school but they're learning so i think the key word really here is that the unschooling what from what i'm learning from you is that number one it's a conscious decision uh that okay we're gonna do unschooling but we're gonna pay attention Right? It's yeah. not like, okay, you're not going to go, you know, we're not going to bring them to school, we're not going to pay for tuition. Okay, let's lounge around and watch yeah. Netflix all day. <laughs> yes. <Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: laughs> right. Number two is, yeah, so when you said about intentional parenting, um, Chicks can you, like, maybe dissect it a little bit more for, for us because I'm sure so, listening like what what is intentional parenting anyway and if yeah. there is no structure in terms of okay this per I mean my child needs to lead to learn I'm gonna give her free hand of things how is this per? I mean I'm sure there are a lot of questions but can you dissect it more to me what does intentional yeah. parenting mean for you and right. what are the steps I'm sure you also in the beginning you don't know how unschooling really meant I mean you, you said yourself right? right but what were the steps that you know, you went through that you finally found, okay, this is how it is, this is how the day is going to be, this is what I'm going to do, and this is unschooling. Okay,
0: so intentional parenting, yeah, that's so important because once you start to unschool, you find that there is this, your whole day basically is unstructured, right? Which to some might mean free time, right? So you're right. You can't just like lounge around <laughs> and do that. I mean obviously obviously we do that sometimes. Yeah, honest. of course, but <laughs> but we're still there. So you know important for me. I think that's what intentional parenting is, is that I feel every moment is a teaching moment and I'm ready for it. And it's not like I know all the answers, but I've I like because of unschooling I have now in me this desire to learn with them so that i feel like that's what it is um even for for brands example he would make activities or if he needs to do something i always ask him to like involve the (laughs) kids you know so things become like processes become longer and i guess in a way more tedious because you have to involve the kids and they mess everything up right like that's how they are but that's their process to learn, yeah. right? And if you don't allow them that opportunity or if you don't give them that space to learn, then you can't be unschooling because, you know, that's what happens in schooling. Eh? What's mm-hmm. happening in you You're restricted.
2: Is, you're close. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. First of all, you're in a classroom. Yeah. You're in a classroom for hours and then only one person speaks, which is the teacher. Yeah. Right? And you're only called upon. So ever so rarely. Right. So that's what we're trying not to do in unschooling. It's really about giving our kids the chance to express to us their interest. And then us being intentional and really learning that with them. So I guess the most important thing then I that I haven't mentioned is one of the you're asking like the steps, what do you do? So the first is your throw away any notion <laughs> that you have. You really <laughs> have to unpack, like unlearn, and you really have to unlearn so many things, right? Um, and I guess the second really is to trust your, your kids. I think that's the most important aspect because if you feel like kids don't know anything, then this will be a hard process for you because you're always going to be directing them. But actually, if you just step back and observe your kids. It, I mean, we're we're built to learn. Even now as adults, right? It's like, yeah, you graduate from one course, but yeah. you're always like curious about how does this work or you get a new gadget and it's like you figure it out right? on your own. Like you, you don't need a manual. It's like you yeah. tinker with it and you figure it out or when you learn a hobby, for example, especially in this quarantine, everybody's like suddenly a planting person. <laughs> okay, but there's no manual to that. Yeah, it's true. your curiosity, right? Like you learn how to do it. Or people who don't cook, suddenly are now cooking. So even imagine even as adults, we are curious learners. So you need to apply the same, I feel, for your kids. It's not They're not here for you to direct and... Obviously, you have to lay a foundation, right, of, like, values and, like, the basic stuff. You have to teach them to do things. But most of it is just them. Like, they're, they're, I feel like God created us to be curious learners. And we need to trust that. We need to trust the design. We need to trust the kids also that they want to do things. So you need to give them the opportunity so they can work with their hands and and feed their mind. Sure, you know,
3: and yeah. Yeah. So I
0: feel like those are the big steps, you know, like for you to really know first and learn everything. Um accept that this is a different thing. It's not like you're trying to homeschool. It's not. You don't have a curriculum. Okay. And then the third is yun tr- step back and then trust that trust your kids. Listen and observe to your kids. So they they have such unique personalities, right? I mean my kids are three kids but all their interests are different and yeah, you know, and I'm just I'm just open all the time to accept what they have to tell me. And then we learn about it together. It's so fun. Sometimes yeah, you know, like my kids tell me fun facts and I'm like, Wow, thanks for telling me, like I didn't even know that, you know. So they learn that on their own and it's great. You know, and, and I know some people are apprehensive because they feel like this is, um... I'm just going back to what you said, because no? I, I, I've heard people asking now nah, maybe you can do that because you're a graduate. Mm. You know stuff. Mm-hmm. You know stuff that you can you yeah. with And all that, right? But yun nga, Like, I don't have all the answers. Right? And I, sometimes I really tell my kids, like, um, actually I don't know. So, but come, let's learn about it.
2: Yeah, there
0: And then we research about it together, you know? Um, and... I feel like if you're someone who is financially unable to send your kids to school and you're let's say you're, let's say you're, you're a fisherman right let's say you're a fisherman and for me the your life is the curriculum so yes. Parang,
3: yes. If, if you're I, able
0: to like teach your child about fishing and about just like your daily life parang it's not about the subject eh, but the things life that you are doing in real life that's where the subjects come from right so when you fish like that there's science there there's math there you know if you want to talk to subjects so you know and yeah, that's that's why
2: i feel it's inclusive
0: to everybody
2: so how is that possible like maybe in the future i'm like i'm a firm believer too is that you know the old old dodge or the old ways and the traditional schools is going to be a little bit more. You know, not really forgotten, but it won't yeah. be a, a priority. I'm a firm believer also of you know not going through Ivy League schools anymore. Mm. Although they're good, they're good to have because of the network and all. But I'm a firm believer that. But have there ever i mean was there um ever a day that or an um or opportunity when people ask you like okay what if they're 10 years old what if they're 15 and yet they don't have these certificates they don't have achievements they don't have friends they don't have you know i mean how i mean how are you going how is that i mean yeah make me understand make us understand i understand but of course i wanted to hear it from you yeah
0: no yeah no that's a good question so okay so, one of, again, like, just going back to unlearning everything.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: so, our end goal is not to send our kids to college. So, I, I know that when you start to send your kids to school, the end goal is to get them to a good college, right? Yeah. So, for me, I, I like Branson and I, we don't believe in that. So, we don't subscribe to the idea that the end point is college. because. Because it's just not, you know, like, so yeah, when, it's we not start, when, yeah, when we started unschooling, I really told people around me or who, who were asking me about it. I, I really told them that, you know, in 10 years, um, college will be obsolete. Like I said, it just flat out, plainly. In 10 years, college will be obsolete or school will be, like, so different. And that was only three years ago. And now, look where we are now. Yeah. It's, it's already, it's already changed. Isn't it's a lot- changed. changed in the last year it's changed right school schools shut down and they're 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 trying to cope right but the kids are having a hard time staring at the screen it's like you can't easily convert the offline school to online school there has to be offline ways yeah exactly yeah so I feel like that's where unschooling comes in. So, in terms of like the certification, the diplomas, nga, it's it's not part na of our expectations or... Somebody asked me the other day nga about LRN. I don't know if you're familiar. So, you have a learning reference number. Learner
3: reference yeah. number, right?
0: So, basically, that's your identity number forever once you enter the school system. So, somebody was asking me, like, Pani and your kids don't have an LRN. And I'm like, hey, they don't need
3: it.
0: <laughs> they really don't need it, and I and I just I don't wanna I don't wanna come off like I'm um, anti-school. I'm not. I'm really not anti-school. Okay? it's just that I think there's a better way to learn. That's how I feel about it. Okay, but I have the utmost respect for teachers. Okay, so um, yun lang. I, hindi lang na siya part of our goal which is to yeah. send our kids to school, to get them to college, and all that. And if they turn older, because the question right, was like, what if you're 10 years old, 15 years old, um, we're still gonna do the same thing as we're doing now.
2: And according I to their interests as well, of course. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel
0: like the activities will just be really more complex, or they'll be traveling more, hopefully, by that time. So. Traveling, as mean, local lang, ana traveling. That's what I'm talking about. Just like realistic stuff that they can do to expand themselves, to learn more. You know, unless, figuratively, my kids explicitly say to me, "I want to go to school,", school I, I, I will be super open to enrolling them, just to you know make them try it, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, they might love it. Like, you know, they might love it. You that's, that's why I'm saying I'm not anti-school. It's just that. This is what we want for them obviously and we see them thriving in this environment. But if they ever say to us, you know, we want to we want to enroll. So yeah, okay, let's do it and I'm, I'm also open to
3: that.
2: Yeah, and of course, if you know, if eventually if let's just say your kids decides to go to college or go to medical school or to architecture, yeah. they can always get the ed test, right? And yeah yeah so and,
3: yeah. once
0: you want to go back to the system there's a PEP test that you take which is what out of school the back right? when they want to go back to the yeah system. so the, the, the uh, is there the memes are there from them
2: yeah and I, I wanted to emphasize on this this conversation again going back to the intentional parenting because I don't want people also to have this understanding that, oh yeah, I can do unschooling. Oh yeah, and and, and then yeah, I won't be able to pay tuition anymore. I don't have to do that. No, no, yeah. no, that's not how it works. And also as a parent, as an adult, you have the responsibility to also learn, right? To also learn, to unlearn, to adopt, to have yeah. the children's eyes as well. And I guess, you know, what I love about what you said here is that as you learn together with your children you're also growing your curiosity that it's all you're also adopting that value from them Mm. that it's not just a one-way street that hey i'm your mom listen to me right it doesn't work that way anymore right right so i truly love that now maybe maybe walk me through this like now that i mean i'm sure by the time that the pandemic is over maybe in a year or two, some people would say in seven years, right? I just want to ask you, um, what do you think will be the future for you as a mom who has transitioned to digital as, you know, having... Oh, maybe you can also talk to us also. It's another transition in your life wherein you opted to adopt also oh. David. And what would be the landscape for you and what will be the future for you? For you and for your children yeah mm, okay so
0: I'm actually I'm scared sometimes to think about the yeah. future yeah or sometimes I think about if I'm still relevant like in 10 years you know? and and I, and I feel like that fear drives me to learn more yeah because I I don't want to be relevant. You know what I mean, like job-wise.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I
0: want to be able to continuously upskill myself so that I can serve more people. You know, um, and I love this job. Cause, right? and and I feel like I, I mean, I mean, I feel like I'm good at it, but also like I enjoy doing it. Right? I, I enjoy serving others. Um, through this job, so yeah, So when I think about the future, young, yeah, I always think about that, which is that I want to continue to learn and wanna be able to adapt um, easily through the changes of because this is a fast-paced industry. Yeah, it life.
3: is. Hmm.
0: And sometimes I feel like if I shut myself out from things that I feel like are not for me, I get left behind. Me, you know, so I'm always. But like, <laughs> like, if you close yourself your, your to you yeah. things, you feel like, I'm too old for this. Yeah. I don't ever want to say, I'm too old for anything. Yeah. I, I try not to say that because I don't ever want to be too old, you know, like, to learn. That, that's how I feel about it. So, there. um, I guess for us, for the kids, you know, and of course, I want them— I feel like the way, yung path namin now, is going to be it's going to be easy for us to transition to the future with um, the unschooling I I feel like na namin yung pressure of school mm-hmm. right which is really what I didn't want for the kids um I feel like that was one of the reasons why we did unschooling too you know to yeah. so take away that pressure um kasi what's happening in school is you're just memorizing things right but we don't even the, remember
2: the chemicals exactly. what <laughs> once,
0: once the so once the test is over
2: I mean, then the
0: knowledge is gone and i don't want that i want my kids to own their education ba? so that's why when you let them be and then they discover something on their own you you see that they're never gonna forget that because they they discovered it on their own and then they made inferences on their own right parang they just guided them through so yun, i i feel like that will also help them a lot to adapt in the future i, I know some parents are scared about personalization and mga common questions they pag ginagawa school what about socialization? What? How do they get a job, etc., etc. Um, 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 no, <laughs> you know, that's
2: you know, um,
0: There are other ways. They can create to their own
2: opportunity. Yeah. Plus
0: that, plus the yeah. job part. That's you know, like It's always an evolving world. So I feel like um, right people, so to yeah. adapt. Yeah, yours. Okay. Um. And then for Dave, sorry, did you want to talk about... Yeah, Dave? for Dave, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess that's another topic, but... Um, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, that's another life transition, as you mentioned. It's, it's a huge transition. So, in 2019, we decided to adopt um, our son, David. He well, we decided to adopt. And then, uh, we were matched in 2020 to David. Um, that is like a a different journey so, it's a very, like, emotional journey for us. Uh, he's been here for five months. It's, um, I guess it wasn't what we were expecting. Or, not really. It was, um, we were premature to think what adoption would be like. Yeah, that, that's how I feel about it, you know. Um, so for me, like, I've, I've been wanting to adopt for so long, but... There's a desire, but then you never really think about the everyday stuff, right? I guess it's the same with Ananaman, with, with motherhood, you know? Yeah. You think about, ah, oh, you're gonna have cute babies, right? But then when they're out, it's like, oh yeah, my god, god they're not that. cute! <laughs> yeah, like, girl, it's not like that.
3: It's
0: not all happy-happy. I mean, it's really the same with him, because when we got married, he's already two. He just turned two when and, and we picked him up in the orphanage. And, um, you know, sure, when you're two, it's like a terrible thing, right? they don't mm-hmm. call it that for nothing. So, he has his own personality, na, he has his own preferences, and then he, he was non-verbal when, he, when we picked him up. So, there was really a, a difficult transition period because obviously, you don't understand each other, you don't know each other, but, but he also has preferences that began provide because we don't understand him, you know, so it's really like a new relationship except he doesn't talk and he cries a lot, you know? so it's it's really, it's a it's a learning you know, for you, like a huge, huge, I feel like my, my, like my eyes were just open last month, gano'n, or like a week ago, gano'n, like, but the yeah, last uh, three months are like, oh my yeah, god, yeah. what is happening? I, you know, like I, I have, we have two kids, but this is for me like whoa, super uncharted territory. Um, it's different. It's not. It's not uh, rainbows and butterflies, and and I, and I speak openly about it then because yeah. I, because I want to take away the stigma. So obviously we have stigma on adoption, to that, but I, yeah. I want to be real about it. I, I feel like that's where i want to come in i just want to be real about things i want to be real about how i parent, how we unschool and also our adoption you know? i I want to use those platforms to speak about how things are and so yon. Yeah, i also post a lot about the adoption thing um wow. nga, I, yeah i feel like it's not what even people who've already adopted i don't see them posting as much or ask openly, and, and I get it. I get it, why? Because stigma, because of, I, diploma, it, cause of, yeah. Yeah, plus it's, it's a private connection. emotional yeah. thing, yeah. right? Nah, it's hard. It's hard to go through it, but... Secret. I don't... Yeah, but then I don't want another adoptive parent to go through it. Yeah. Which is why I wanna speak openly about it. Because for me, when I was like, when we first got David, I was trying to get on, on like, platforms. I was trying to search google i A'm I'm, I'm like an admin of a mom, a big mom community and I can't find access to Nobody's going through the same thing not open about it. and I, yeah, so it's not publicized. so so there. so pero it's great. Alamo I just I'm I've learned so much talaga. I I, I also feel like um, the transition with be was also a big transition for me. Personally, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I really had to go through a lot of self that's, that's so, awareness. Yeah, yeah, like I had that's to really deep. Assess, deep. Yeah, I, I had to assess the things that were triggering me, why they were triggering me, you know. And when I was dealing with him, like my you frustrations know, go with him about speaking and then like at night, I would be like, "Why not you know what I mean? Like, he's a child. Like, it's, it's not his fault, right? And he, like, he's two years old and he's gone through something we will never understand. Never! Yeah, because I have a privilege of like birth parents, diba? Right? And to him, he's already like, yun know, want mga things that I realized Like, he's been through so much trauma. I don't even acknowledge that, diba? Right? Imagine losing your mom at that age. Um, Ganon, so it's it's really trying to assess. Like, wow. Not about him. It's about me, and I have to like. There's so much stuff in my heart that I have to change. So that's that's what that is.
2: Right. Oh well, my gosh, Trix. I mean, you've gone through so much transition, and this episode really, I mean, dove deeper into transitions, to intentional parenting, to moving, to all sorts of things that you have gone through, and it's just a span of how many months or years yeah. and that's just i mean i just can't explain on what were happening in your day-to-day life i mean aside from of course watching your stories and stuff but i'm sure there are more things that people don't know now of course as we end this episode I just wanted to ask you here like can you maybe like leave some steps, actionable steps for those people mm-hmm. who are transitioning, like you, who are go- are going through such heavy transition, lost their jobs, or yeah. you know are now questioning their parenting, questioning themselves. Like so many things that's happening. Maybe walk us through some tips that you personally have gone through that helped you in terms of all these changes that's happening.
0: Wow, the card, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Miss Universe. <laughs> yeah, that's very Miss Universe. Uh, okay. Let me think yes. about steps. Okay. Yeah. This is Absolutely. like, yeah, what I've done. Let's talk about what I've done. Okay. So my number one tip is be open to therapy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm so into therapy now and I and I talk about it all the time with everybody. Because I guess like it was never a thing in
3: our mm. generation,
0: right? Mm. We were very like, sleep under the rug, everything is normal in your life, and just be positive.
2: <laughs> oh, and my
0: parents were always like, what are you complaining about? You're like, mo you're so privileged, and you have a roof over your head, and ng things, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard. While that's all true, that I am privileged to have all that, it doesn't make my trials invalid. That that's what I want people to know, eh, Na, it's not mutually exclusive, right? You you can have a roof over your head and still yeah. go through those traumas and mm-hmm. still go through those problems, right? Or you could have a healthy relationship but still, like let's say lose your job. You magenon, so. Yeah. So that's why for me, having that third-person objective, third-person objective. Perspective, yeah. Yeah. Such as a therapist. Help. I mean, like me, I'm already married, guys. Right? But I feel like there are things that maybe not my brands won't understand. But I don't want to burden him with, Or sometimes, siempre, he wants to fix things because he loves me. But sometimes he don't want to fix things. Eh? I just wanna talk about it. Yeah. I want to process. Yeah, you want to yeah, yeah, like I don't, it. I don't, I don't want solutions. You know, I just wanna like blab about it. Yeah. Right? Like, I just wanna go through everything I'm feeling, para I can process. So I feel like that's how it's helped me in therapy. Um, I've learned so much, like from my therapist, She keeps giving me these this. <clears throat> and sometimes, pa, like my personality, because um, people come to me for advice. So I've always felt like in therapy, ah, going to magagawa sa akin. Because um, <laughs> people come to me, eh for advice, right? Like, why would I ask anybody else? But no, life. like, oh my gosh, I'm so wrong. Talaga, and I'm so wrong. Um, is she. And and then, and, and sorry, I just want to share that my therapist, okay, she's not married, she doesn't have kids. In, a, in, a, in our first session, I'm like, incredible, oh, but I mean, what would she know? My <laughs> <No> problem. <So, laughs> la she's not married, she wouldn't know. But I am wrong, okay? I'm, I'm here to tell everybody I was wrong, and it's not true, okay? Her not being in my situation enables her, you know, enables her yeah to give me wisdom that I can use or that I don't have time to think of. You know, There's fresh perspective that I can use. Um, so I, I love that about it, and I just do it once a month. When I can, or when I have budget, actually, it's also expensive. But, yon, yeah, I do it when I can. Um, lately, I do it once a month. So, it helps me, and that's one actionable thing. But I also know places where you can get it for free. Diba? Right? Like, yeah. you can, there are programs, Yeah. So, yon, yeah, that's one. And then, two is um, if you're married or if you're with a partner. I feel like we should start talking about things more openly. Um, but also I feel that like you should be praying together more. Um I don't know, there's really there's really power in prayer. You know, you don't have to do it like together in or something, but just to talk about stuff openly and then ask like, can yeah, ask them sometimes love you know like I have this and this happening at work can you pay for that 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 happens and that doesn't happen again so it's it's so important now in the lockdowns to be so open and vulnerable to your partner because obviously you're staying together in one house right and and sometimes when you're really because there are you're not gonna be able to help each other anymore, right? So that's where the prayer comes in. That's where God steps in, yeah. right? it's that you have this unlimited source of, of guidance, of wisdom that you both can hold on to. Um, so yeah, so that's really important. And then the last actionable step is bringing. I know, don't sweat the small
3: stuff. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, the it's the end of the
0: world. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I like most of my adult life, I feel you know, my mantra because I just feel like it, it's not our job to lose everybody. You know, um, especially now, like as a 30-something, 35-year-old, I'm so, I feel really content. you know, And I think it's mostly because i started to let go of what other people think. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. becoming more confident in my choices because not that when I stop caring it's just that I don't listen to it anymore. you know, parang you know those. choose your for own you.
2: decisions, yeah. Yeah, and be
0: okay with it even yeah. if they're wrong, diba? And parang just to like be open to like admitting you're wrong and if you're wrong, okay, na don't sweat it. Like just say sorry, di ba? If somebody wrongs you, don't sweat it. Just forgive. You know, that that's my outlook now. In life. And like, I feel we all need that chill <laughs> in our life yeah. now. But people are so feeling like people are so high-strung, and I get it because there are real problems happening. Um, <clears throat> but it will help. I I feel like um, you don't have to fight for everything. That's that's how I see it. And um, so, you know, just don't sweat the small stuff. There are bigger battles for you.
2: And you
0: know, invest your time in that world.
2: Yeah. Okay. I love this conversation, and um, you're. I mean, actually, I was just letting you talk all you know, throughout yeah. the conversation <laughs> because I really, I, I truly resonate with you because you were exemplifying that. Hey, people, you gotta put compassion in the center of it all, and of course, to have your your faith. Your faith is bigger than everything else. And it's so important to to be open with all these possibilities and not be, you know, drowned by a certain stigma or a a certain perception or you know yeah. all these things but of course if you're wrong it doesn't make you a bad person it also just makes you even more human and it's nice to also have this open line communication like even with your, your friends I mean the tricks here is my friend and I tell her all, all those random stuff but I mean, that's just how it is like I hope that you know I mean what what you said here also what's it more of like processing I mean you said about therapy that's important too. It's, it's okay to seek for help. Now, it doesn't mean seeking for help means you're weak. It just means that you need yeah. to process certain things to understand yourself better. And I love that you actually expounded that and you mentioned also about unschooling and how you actually, you're letting your children discover themselves as you discover yourself better too. And I think, you know, I mean, in this pandemic, um, God is really teaching us this world of simplicity. I feel Mm. like that is really that one thing that we all have to focus on and to take good care of each other. No more chasing, but rather pay attention to what matters. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for being in this podcast. I know like for those who are listening, this is so, so different from our usual marketing talks, but I truly feel that this is something that we really need to talk about. Motherhood, parenting, conscious decisions, empowering decisions. These are truly, truly important. And of course, transitions. All right, thanks so much, Rix. Um, How can they find you? Where can they find you? Yeah. Um
0: this I'm um, on social media, um and at stars district on all platforms, all so. platforms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all
3: platforms
0: yeah thanks for having
2: me yes, yeah. I appreciate you so much yeah, it's okay so I'm gonna place all of her social as well so if you guys wanna talk about anything to do with unschooling with probably influencer marketing or anything that's it's social and you need your her support go ahead and message Trix I highly vouch and recommend her alright thank you so much thank you Trix for being part of the show and to those who are listening have a good day have a good life and drive ambition service love every day always see
1: you guys you just finished listening to another episode of the ambitious tribe podcast by cassie pajarillo if you like today's episode make sure to leave cassie a review on itunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media it's also available on spotify and google podcast don't forget to tag Cassie Pajarillo on Instagram or message her straight on LinkedIn. You may also head over to the Ambitious Tribe with a Plan Facebook group and be encouraged by soul-aligned and ambitious humans on the planet. Remember, you can definitely build a better business. The intro and outro for the Ambitious Tribe podcast were recorded by Dave Soltura. If you would like a voiceover for your own business, visit www. Dave dot com.